Welcome to the Poem of the Week. Each week, our poems are intended to help you practice the best, most current medicine by alerting you to studies that could change your practice. As usual, our host this week is National Public Radio's Dr. Michael Wilkes and Essential Evidence Senior Editor, Dr. Mark Abel. Gentlemen. Hey, Mark. Hi, Mike. Over the years, you and I have talked a lot about uh, back pain. Listeners will know from their own practices that most adults will have back pain at several points uh, throughout their life. Long-term outcomes of acute back pain is incredibly good. Most people will be able to return to work after just 30 days. Most others will improve over the next three months or so, um, sometimes with manipulation and some sort of therapeutic intervention like chiropractors. Many people, though, will continue to experience symptoms that persist for three months or longer. These are certainly a minority of people with back pain, but for those who do have chronic symptoms, many may never attain anything like complete resolution that they hope for. And and our treatment needs to focus on controlling pain and perhaps improving their activities uh, of daily life, etc. Only a small minority of patients suffering from chronic low back pain ever require surgery. We do know from looking at some of the data across the country, surgical rates are rising for back pain in the United States. So except for those with severe or progressive neurologic deficits, there really is no good evidence that early referral for surgery improves outcome for lumbar disc prolapse with radiculopathy or symptomatic spinal stenosis. So Mark, you found a a meta-analysis. It focuses on a group of people with disc problems and sciatica. Specifically, it attempts to answer the question, does discectomy produce better results than non-surgical treatments for leg pain related to sciatica. This uh, meta-analysis was published in the BMJ. It's an electronic page number, so I'm not going to give it. But Mark, uh, what do you think? Does it improve? Yeah, this was a meta-analysis of randomized trials, and they they did a good job with the meta-analysis. Six uh, databases were searched. They also searched what we call trial registries, where basically uh, researchers have to register their trial before they do it, and uh, in order to identify any randomized trials, because sometimes studies never get published, for example. So they identified studies that randomized people with sciatica of any duration to the lumbar disc herniation and randomized them to discectomy procedure or usual care, as you said. Uh, most of the studies weren't double-blinded, so they may have had some uh, masking of the investigator, but the patient knew what they were getting. And that's pretty obvious. You know, I think you, you do tend to know when you have a discectomy. Um, as compared to non-surgical treatment, including a placebo or epidural steroid injection, uh, discectomy produced a moderately greater reduction in leg pain and back pain for the first three months after surgery, but that became minimally effective after that. So it seems like most of the benefit was in the relatively short term of the first three months after the procedure. Uh, They rated the certainty of evidence as very low to low because there was a lot of heterogeneity, a lot of differences between studies. Quality of life wasn't different between treatment groups, um, but it wasn't reported by that many studies. Uh, In the direct comparison with epidural steroid injection, discectomy was more effective at decreasing leg pain in both short and long term. Uh, Disability was decreased immediately after surgery, but after six weeks wasn't significantly improved. Back pain was slightly improved with surgery, but again, the difference uh, dissipated after three months. Plasma disc 
decompression had a small effect on leg pain, but a larger effect on reducing disability, and that did seem to last. And then finally, nucleolysis, I'm going to butcher this, nucleolysis using condolase, um, but not chymopapate. So these are two different agents, did produce a moderate effect on leg pain in both the short term and, and long term, and relatively small effects on disability, though. Uh, they didn't look at publication bias, which we like to see that to know, did all the studies get published, particularly some of these are industry sponsored. And if uh, the manufacturer of condolase that, you know, sponsors a negative trial, it may never see the light of day. So that, there is that concern. So bottom line, based on mostly low quality evidence, discectomy does seem to provide a better reduction in leg pain than other treatments for sciatica, but the benefit wanes after about three months. Or maybe the, after three months, the the non-surgical treatment catch up, you know, right? They, that, that's some time for that to help and the natural history to occur. So you do get that short-term benefit. There's another study that I, I loved. Uh, I can't remember when this was published, probably five to 10 years ago, but they took patients who had uh, dutifully waited their six weeks with confirmed lumbar disc herniation and pain. And then they randomized them to surgery at that point or waiting. And a lot of them, about half who waited an additional, I think it was four weeks, their pain resolved. And that, that happened to a friend of mine. You know, it's always when it's a friend or a story, you remember it better. But I remember a buddy of mine was going in. He was going to have a procedure done uh, after about six weeks of classic lumbar disc pain. And then the next day after the procedure, I called him and I said, so how you doing? How you feeling? He says, great, pain completely gone. And it's like, oh, so the procedure worked. He said, I, I listened to what you said. I never had the procedure. So it just, it went away the same day as the procedure, but he never had it. This is not uh, some rare zebra that walks into your office, right? I mean, I think that every listener has got a few patients like this. And, you know, we, we've gone through the algorithm. We, we've tried all the NSAIDs uh, and, you know, we've sent them to physical therapy and nothing works. And they're saying, you know, do you think I should get surgery? And as you're suggesting, you know, it is, uh, it's not a home run for sure. Yeah. On the bright side, I mean, some of these procedures, as you said, it's getting more common, but I think that's in part because they're getting less invasive and mm -hmm. less um, extensive procedures and less, you know, less risk and cost and less uh, downtime. So I think we're going to be seeing more of these procedures, you know, as they get the, the bar to doing the procedure gets lower, right? Because it's simpler to do, it's outpatient and so on. If you allow me to be cynical here for a second, that same line of thinking might go that because it's getting easier to do and less invasive, surgeons can do more of them so that they're much more inclined to recommend them and do lots of procedures in a day when they might've been able to do uh, you know one or two a day. Now they can do five or six a day. So that may be another explanation. I don't know. Yeah. A lot of hammers in search of nails. <laughs> exactly. Thanks, Mark. We'll talk with you again in one week. Sounds good. Well, that's this week's poem. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to read this and other recent poems, please go to www.essentialevidence.com. And please join us again next week for another medical poem. Mm -hmm.